You're listening to episode nine of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello everyone, I sincerely hope you had the most wonderful holiday season and happy new year. I hope this episode is one that makes you feel free and empowered going into the new year tomorrow. I was planning to speak about a totally different topic with you today. However, on December 29th, I saw a conversation on Facebook that caught my attention and my mind began to search for answers. This is how my creative process normally begins and after taking the morning to think about it, I decided to scrap my original plan and just dive in. The conversation that caught my attention did so for a few reasons. First, it was not the first time that I had seen a post that generated a similar dialogue over the holidays, and second, because I was a little surprised by the number of people who resonated with the struggles being shared. It made me reflect on how I felt throughout the days leading up to Christmas and also during, and I thought I would share a story as a way to share my insight into this conversation. To begin digging into this topic today, I want to ask you one thing. Are you doing the best you can? I want you to really think about it. Lean into that question. Are you doing your best? If you're getting a resounding yes, then that's fantastic. If you're getting a no, that's okay too. But you may discover that your no is actually a yes too. Be patient, and this will be explained throughout the episode. Now I want you to think about how you felt over the holidays. I've seen more and more posts and comments about people literally losing sleep, having a flood of worried thoughts, second-guessing themselves, feeling like they don't want to go to Christmas functions, and generally having a feeling of not loving the holiday season because they're worried about what others will think, if they've done enough, if they bought enough, if they bought too much, if they showed up too soon or too late, the list goes on. The worry of the holidays seems to be sucking the joy out of the holidays. I want to take a moment to acknowledge that I know the holidays are not a joyful time for everyone. There are people who have or are currently experiencing heartbreaking loss this time of year or have trauma of varying degrees associated with the holidays and the celebrations cannot come and go fast enough. I feel greatly for you. However, today's episode is not directed at you. So if that is you, take a deep breath and I hope you find some helpful insight in here as you listen. 
Today, I want to focus on those of us who are not suffering over the holidays as a result of loss or trauma. I'm speaking to those of you who, for all intents and purposes, the holidays have the potential to leave you feeling like you're part of the cast of a Hallmark Christmas movie. Well, maybe not quite, but you get what I mean. To be clear, my holidays are far from perfect, and I really don't expect them to be. But what I want to share with you is something about my holidays this year in particular that I hope helps you in years to come. The 29th of December could have had me quivering with unease and feeling not good enough for many reasons, but it didn't. It instead left me feeling at peace and grateful. That day we headed off to our last holiday meal and it just so happened to be a potluck that fell on the day after we did our big meal at our own house. I showed up at that meal with dry shampoo in my hair, jeans on from the day before, tights on under those jeans to hold in the evidence of the meal choices that I've made the many days before, my husband in a wrinkled shirt, daughter in athletic gear, and me with a pumpkin pie I had just removed the expiration sticker off because it was dated for the day before. Now, we all know those are just suggestions anyway, We also had a bucket of French vanilla ice cream. We arrived only a few minutes late, but we were the last ones to leave. My great aunt squeezed me a little tighter when we left after seeing Blake wearing the Under Armour outfit she bought rather than a dress that I would normally have made her wear. And after we stayed to chat and laugh rather than run out to get back home like we have in the past. At the end of the day, I felt really good, But if it weren't for one small question, it could have turned out much differently. I'm going to take you back to the beginning of this year's Christmas for me now to shed some light on the question I asked myself that left me feeling grateful rather than judged and stressed after that last meal with my family. Christmas Day, we planned to go to my sister's before we went for turkey at Mike's brother's house that evening. We ran late and we didn't have time to stop. I got to the dinner feeling happy to see them and not a stitch of guilt because we knew that we did our best to be on time for supper. After supper, we swung by my sisters for a few minutes and then took our sleepy kid home to bed. Fast forward through the two days that I honestly can't much remember to the morning of the 27th. Everyone headed off to the barn for chores and I began prepping and cooking for 15 adults and five kids. If you know me, you know that this is the definition of a nightmare for me. I'm going to tell you the next part out of pure transparency and vulnerability because if there is one place in my life that I lack the most confidence and receive the most amount of grief from others about, it is my ability to be domestic, particularly in the kitchen. I decided to make a cheesy cauliflower dish first because I don't cook often and I had never cooked this before. I wanted to get it done while I was alone. I quickly reminded myself why I felt this way. Now, I know some of you will hear this and shake your head and believe me, everyone else in my life does too, but also know everyone has things they suck at and this, my friends, is certainly one of mine. So, back to the cauliflower. 
I grabbed it from the fridge, opened the recipe on my phone, and saw that the first thing I had to do was cut it into florets. My shoulders sunk as my confidence and a bit of my self-respect hit the floor. I realized in that moment that I had never, ever bought or cooked a cauliflower in my life and had no idea how to do this task. It seemed like such an easy thing, but I felt myself start to fumble around with a knife and I decided to just Google it. So I did. I learned a simple way to do the job and then got on to reading the next step in the recipe. It said I had to steam the vegetable before making the dish. I was actually feeling pretty good about this because, I mean, who can't steam vegetables? So I had just learned two days before how to use my Instapot, and I chucked the cauliflower in, shut the lid, and began making the cheese sauce on the stove while it steamed. The Instapot beeped, and I turned the knob at the top for a quick release, as it instructed me, and nothing happened. I opened the pot slowly, looked in, and confirmed my fear all while flashing back to a Christmas meal I still haven't lived down from eight years ago when I burned a whole pot of carrots because I forgot to put them in water. I almost cried, thinking I was going to have to call my sister and admit to her that she was going to have to not only buy another cauliflower, but that I had burnt it, and killed my three-day-old Instapot. I breathed a sigh of relief when I only heard a bit of sizzling and saw a few brown spots on the white florets. Then I grabbed a measuring cup, filled it with water, tossed it in, and sealed the pot. It may sound minor, and in the grand scheme of things, it really was, But in that moment, it felt like an utter failure. I felt like a failure as a wife and a mom to realize that I can't even steam vegetables without messing up. I could have stayed stuck in those feelings and allowed my thoughts to run unchecked to convince me to my core that this is just a reflection of who I am overall. That not only am I a crappy cook, but a crappy mom, wife, homemaker, person, you name it, I could have let it convince me that I sucked at it. Rather than allowing these thoughts and feelings to stick around and set up camp, I said to myself, are you doing your best? My answer was yes. So I gave myself grace and I moved on. I stopped thinking about it by snapping myself back into the present moment and making sure that I read the directions correctly for this darn cheese sauce. By the time the Instapot beeped for the second time, I was feeling less defeated and the cauliflower was steamed and ready to go in the dish to get smothered in homemade cheese sauce, something else I had never made. I tossed the dish into the oven and continued down the list of my to-dos in the kitchen, feeling no less awkward and familiar, but a lot less small and useless. Despite my slightly perked up confidence, I called in the troops when it came to handle the turkey. I may now be able to make my own cheese sauce, but sticking my hand up a turkey was still beyond my comfort zone. When my help arrived to ensure our turkey would be cooked with nothing left inside, I found myself moving slower due to a headache that came out of what seemed like nowhere. I blamed it on needing a drink of water in the moment, but I knew that it was due to my emotional roller coaster while no one else was home. 
If this was my first blender in the kitchen, I probably would never have had such a visceral response to the minor mistake that I had made. But this was a minor mistake made after years of feeling inadequate in this part in my life. I knew my headache was caused from my nervous system being on edge from the fight or flight adrenaline and cortisol response to the stress. It is important for all of us to know this affects our blood pressure, digestion, glucose levels, and heart rate. I had a very real physical reaction to my stress that morning. What happened next is the most important part. After saying out loud to whoever was in the house that I had got the jobs done that I needed to do, but I didn't like doing it one bit, as if to justify my suckiness, I grabbed the vacuum and continued to do my to-do list. My mom then arrived, and rather than worry about what she thought about the cleanliness of my house, the readiness of the meal, or the fact that I was still in my fluffy PJs and no bra, I said yes to a glass of wine and looked at the photos from her trip to Quebec City. I finished my glass of wine, and then I headed off to the shower to get ready for everyone else to arrive. For the rest of the day, when I felt thoughts creep in making me feel less prepared or competent than I should be, I repeated the question to myself, are you doing your best? My answer was always honest and always yes. If I asked it and the answer was a yes, but... I figured out what I needed to help me. I used my moment of worry to create an action plan that allowed me to feel like things were taken care of the best they could be. That night, supper turned out awesome and I couldn't help but smile through the noise of everyone chatting because I felt like that question brought me back to the present moment and allowed me to find the joy in that day I would typically feel dread in about arriving, anxiety and tension to get through and disappointment on the other side of. So to bring us back to the Facebook conversations that I had been reading, I wanted to ask everyone commenting, did you do your best? If so, congratulations. It means that everything was as good as you could make it, and that is as close to perfection as anyone can get. So that's pretty darned amazing. If your answer is no, that's okay. A no can come from the same place all those self-defeating thoughts come from. A no can come from utter overwhelm and a fear of asking for help. But I also know if you dig deep, you know you are always just doing the best that you can and no one can expect anything else from you including yourself moving into 2020 tomorrow i want you to make a habit of asking yourself this question did i do my best or am i doing my best allow yourself the grace you deserve and then smile and celebrate your efforts it doesn't stop there though Next, I want you to ask, how could I get better? Think of one thing you could do that will make you feel like you are growing as a person. Maybe you'll ask for more help, say no to things that you don't like, set more clear boundaries with family, take a cooking class, go to therapy, find a new coach, sign up for a clinic, take an online class, shut off your phone at night, the list is endless, but it still does not mean that your best today is not good enough. If it is your best, that is all you and 
anyone else can expect from you right now. So if you're worried that your best is not actually good enough for others, then I hope you stick around and hit subscribe because I have an episode just for you coming out in about two weeks. 2020 for Take the Reins is going to be all about strengthening the four pillars of presence, trust, confidence, gratitude, and mindfulness in order to tap into the true power of presence with ourselves, our horses, and everywhere else in our life. Now, I know I didn't talk a lot about horses or being in the arena or the barn in this episode today, but I know that if you really think about the story that I told, it will resonate with you and your work with your horses and asking yourself the question, am I doing the best, will translate into your work with your equine partners. You can also shift that question to, are they doing their best in order to help you work and communicate with your horses and the people in your life from a more empathetic and conscious place. I'm wishing you the very best in the new year, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support and encouragement in 2019. Thank you for being with me while I am doing the best that I can where I am today, but I am also committing to serve you better in 2020, and I can't wait to connect with you in the new year. that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind.
Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart.